Welcome back everyone to Gaming on the Brain podcast episode number 8. I'm one half of your host and the other half is Glenn. How are you doing? It's me again. Hope you all enjoyed your nice summery week. It's been very hot here as it is very hot right now in this room that we're recording in. We are melting. Yeah, absolutely sweating. Um, I'm drinking a big pint of water with ice in it and to be honest the ice has melted in about 10 minutes so that's not good. But never mind. Anyway, we're here today to talk about Violent Storm, which is an arcade release from Konami back in 1993 on the Mystic Warrior hardware. Yeah, and in my own opinion, probably one of their better beat-em-ups. I mean, all their beat-em-ups have been great, but uh, Violent Storm is is one of my favourites, yeah. But before we get into Violent Storm, we just want to have a bit of chat about the... You know, things going on right now, um, some news. One of the things I wanted to talk about, Glenn, probably some you're not aware of, if you haven't been following it, Sony are releasing a new handheld device. Ah, right, that is new to me. Yeah, that I sounds like a good thing, doesn't it. it? I hope it is. Yeah, well, it's not, unfortunately. Now, uh, this is just my opinion. So the, the Sony PlayStation Portal, which is set to be released November 15th off the top of my head, um. It's actually a streaming device for your PlayStation 5. Oh, so well. picture this, right? It's basically um, the DualSense controller with an 8-inch screen in the middle, 1080p, 60 frames a second, 60 hertz screen. So it's a, it's a nice screen and everything. This thing's going to be £200 at release, okay? But you're literally restricted to streaming games from your PlayStation 5. Yeah. So brilliant. you can't stream over, you know, anything else, no internet. It's it's literally a Wi-Fi device, okay? And it, all you can do is stream what's currently on your PlayStation 5, which, you've, to be fair, you've been able to do since the PlayStation 5 release and on the PlayStation 4 yeah. through your mobile phone, tablet, PC. So I'm a bit perplexed at, at who's... I'm a bit sceptical. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned here. I'm yeah, wondering what this is aimed at. Yeah. I don't really fancy this at all. Like, It's not like you can even take this device really, you know, to a hotel and play it there. You'd have to take your PS5 as well. PS5 nearby, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I don't know what the distance would be. I'm, um, I've been following it a little bit lately, um, and I'm just, yeah, I don't understand what they're thinking. I would love to see a new Vita or a new PSP, and I know... I know Nintendo has got that market sewn up, but look, look lately at the Steam Deck and you know all these other IO Neo and uh, the the uh, Razer one and everything. They're all and right, Logitech's just about to release it. Not is it Logitech? L. No, sorry. Um, who do the laptops? LG Legion. Yeah, they're about to release oh, a Legion are, one yeah. as well. So I mean, it wouldn't have been too difficult for Sony to take you know basically uh, the same. Zen 4 processor or whatever it is that you've got now and everything in the APU similar to what you've got on these new handhelds and make it a, a, a Sony property, you know, with yeah. Sony's games on, which yeah, they're already releasing on PC anyway now. It doesn't really appear to me at all this. I mean, I had a PSP and I skipped the Vita, you know, but uh, I loved my PSP back in the day. Well, I've still got a PSP in my drawer and I had a Vita for a long time and it was brilliant. I mean, Uncharted and that was really impressive. Yeah, Wipeout was, was really impressive. Uh, the Jack and Daxter ports, Metal Gear ports, they were all really good. I didn't bother with the Vita because I remember not getting some of the series that I liked, that's all, and that's why I tended to lose interest. Yeah. It, um, it never had a new God of War, Twisted Metal, so I never really bothered. Well, towards the back half of its life, it became like the indie machine, like all the good indie games were being yeah. released on it, so it found like a new home Niche. there, basically, yeah. you know. Um, but it was always a great little device, especially the first release with the OLED screen. It was very impressive. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a bit... A bit concerned about Sony's direction lately. Not really sure what they're trying to do with this. Um, on the other hand as well, they're talking about a PS5 Pro, which I think is an absolute waste of time, considering we still haven't really hit where this hardware can go, if I'm it's, honest. You know, it's sounding to me like a little bit like the old... Uh well, the old the old uh, Sega of nineteen ninety three to uh, nineteen ninety nine, or PlayStation three, yeah. when they just thought, oh, we've got it sewn up before we even release it, so oh, we're gonna we're gonna do whatever we want this generation, and you'll smile about it. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised they'd make these mistakes that have been made years before. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully it doesn't turn out that way. Like, but uh, I hope not. Mate. I'd like to say all the big companies do well uh, personally. I, I'd look. I'd honestly, I'd just like them to release a proper handheld. I mean, I'll be honest. I don't have a PS five at the moment. I did have one. For Gran Turismo 7, I wasn't impressed with Gran Turismo 7. And at the time, you couldn't get your hands on a PS5, so I was quite happy to let mine go. Because yeah. the only other game I wanted to play was the new God of War. 
That's and it, was, it, yeah. it was ages away, you know, before that was coming. And I still haven't bought a PS5 yet. I'll get one eventually, but um, right now I've got a PS4 Pro and a Series X, so that'll do. I, mean, I play on my Steam Deck more than anything. Yeah. But uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, actually speaking of Steam Deck, while I was away on my lovely jollies last week, um, I bought myself Double Dragon Gaiden, or Gaiden, or however you want to call it. You said it like first time, I think. Gaiden, yeah. So this game, if you haven't played it yet, I've got to recommend it. It's basically, it, it takes everything you loved from the Double Dragon series, like 1, 2, 3, Super, um, and it tacks it on with a kind of roguelike game, or yeah, roguelite. Yeah, it's been mentioned, yeah. Um, so essentially... So you- Every game, every game's a new playthrough. So you'll there's four missions, and you'll pick the order in which you want to do the missions. And you develop new characters all the way. Don't you? Yeah, and you develop your characters, or you can choose not to develop your characters and take the money and and basically gamble, but not gamble the money, but gamble that you're not upgrading. Yeah. And then you buy, buy tokens, characters. and your tokens allow you to buy characters and um, you know uh, like basically artwork and stuff like that. And it's it's such an in depth game. It's basically it's all about carrying out special moves yeah you basically you're waiting for your your skill to get back up or your your, um, stamina bar to hit top again so you can fire off a special move and the more enemies you can kill within one special move the more like coins you get and you get a health pickup in that as well so not only does it give you the money you need but it helps to keep you alive as well fighting system looks great like it is it's it's really really um like rewarding playing through it i did my first playthrough I um because you can you can tamper with the settings at the start um on how difficult you want it to be and things like that, and basically the easier to make the game the more it costs for a token. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So at first I left it just as standard, and it was like a thousand dollars for a token or something like that, um and I got I got all the way to the last boss, which was absolutely supremely difficult. And I got to the point where I thought, well, I don't want to spend any more of my tokens I've earned on continues. So I like quit out at that yeah. point and just took what I had. And then I started a new game the other day and I actually turned it onto infinite continue mode. And this time I'm like, I'm absolutely reaming in the tokens. And I know I'll be able to kill the last boss this time because I'll just keep continuing for free yeah. until I finally get it done, you know. But it's, uh, I've got to recommend it. I've, like, I've only probably put about six hours into it myself at the moment. I'm actually looking for somebody who who would like to play it in two player or online. So if if you're interested, um, drop us a comment. I'll send you my Steam gamer tag and we'll we'll get a game on. But it's uh, thoroughly entertaining. Totally recommend it. Um, anything from you, Glenn? Before we jump in the episode. Well, um, like I said, I mean it was interesting talking about Double Dragon Gaiden. I mean I I did uh, I looked at this a few weeks back and uh, the game looks great. And it's been a long time fan of that series as well. I, can't wait to get into this one myself. So, we were both uh, quite pessimistic, weren't we, about what we heard just about the look, it, yeah. yeah, I didn't like the look to start with. And I mean, I the look is growing on us a bit, but it's more about the playability. I mean, the game looks like it plays fantastic. So It does, honestly, um, it's really I'm, good. I'm quite happy with that. I mean, the combat system, I mean, it's not get deep. It's got its own humour, which uh, obviously has, leads yeah. into a bit, a bit of the game that we'll be uh, talking about today, I suppose. It is, you know, yeah. Violent Storm. Violent Storm, which, uh, Storm yeah. So, um, like I say, with Violent Storm, though, classic, classic big mob there. Not as well known as some of the others, like Street Switch 2 or Final Fight, but still uh, still a very solid, uh, very fun game with a lot of humour. So uh, one, to, one to definitely watch for, I hope. Well, if you like your beat-em-ups, it's definitely worth listening to. And if you can, you know, the only way to really get a hold of this, I think, is probably emulate or PCB. So grab a copy from somewhere and get me and download it or retwork and have yeah. go of it. It's good, 30-odd minutes, you'll finish it. Yeah, it's a good half-an-hour game. And, Hopefully you won't regret. But um, yeah, okay, we'll have a we'll have a quick musical intro and then we'll see you guys in a few minutes, okay? Or rather in about forty seconds. See you soon. See you soon. You've got gaming on the brain. Welcome back. So, Glenn, 
Well, Violent Storm is the game for the day. Um, we know Konami, one of their, well, few releases on the, was it the Mystic Warrior yeah, Hardware? Yeah, it was the Mystic was? Warrior Hardware. And I have to say as well, what's very unusual about Violent Storm, I mean, uh, to, to, well, we know that Konami released quite a lot of scrolling uh, beat-em-ups at the time, and many of them were, all of them, excellent games, but many of them were based on licensed properties. I mean, you had like the, the Amazing Five-Player X-Men cabinet, and you had Bucky O'Hare. Turtles. Uh, Turtles, obviously Turtles being the, 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 the main one, Turtles 1 and 2 being the most well-known. But also, uh, Konami had a few, a uh, little bit more, I don't even want to say obscure, because the I remember here in the UK, they popped up in quite a lot of arcades, but some of you might remember Crime Fighters and Vendetta. And um, but those aren't based on any existing like comic properties or uh, movie or cartoon properties, you know. So, but the but they did only release a very small uh, set of uh, non-licensed beat 'em ups, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, Violent Storm, like we said, so so that was part of what the Konami considered to be the Mystic Heart, uh, Mystic Warrior hardware. Yeah. And there was only uh, probably what five or six games I yeah. believe released on yeah. that hardware. Yeah. Monster Ball, isn't it? So yeah, so the, let's let's run them down. I think there was. There was Monster Maulers, obviously Mystic Warrior. There was, um, oh, what was it? Yeah, we're there. let's have a look. Yeah, we, had, uh, we had uh, Guy Atlas, which is a game I've never actually played before, but wouldn't mind checking yeah, it out. Yeah, I don't even know what that one is. Marshall Champion was a basic Street Fighter ripoff, and it wasn't obviously as well received as Street Fighter. Come out in 93, so right in the glut of all this, but uh, still looked like quite a decent game, but I've never played it. Um, also, Metamorphic Force was another one, which is a, another beat em up, which I'm not actually sure if this one's uh, licensed, but uh, looks like a fun one to give a whirl one time, maybe. It, I've played through it and it was okay, it was it was just, just decent, you know. Tries to be hard and but maybe on multiplayers. Um, yeah, well, it's just a typical beat em up with, yeah, and you, you metamorphosize yeah. into like animals and beasts and that, you know. But um, one thing you can say about the hardware super colourful. Great yeah, audio great, effects, great audio, great music, yeah. Full of sprite scale and parallax, all the different yeah. kind of effects. Healthy enough audio to, to have vocals and all now, which I thought was the vocals are clear as hell in the Violent Storm. It is, the yeah. Pop songs now, which was unheard of back in '93, which had a CD based unit, you know. I know it is. It's quite impressive. I remember the first time I ever heard the uh, the singing the, and that, in the, the barrel playing the arcade. Yeah, that was Cause Nest, wasn't it? It was, again. it was, yeah. yeah nest again. Many memories, many memories in there. Did it not replace the um, Final Fight sit-down cabinet? Pot, I think it might actually have. Do you know what it is? Well, I think when the first time we saw that, we didn't even know it was a Konami game because it plays too much like a Capcom beat book. Yeah. So it fit, and I mean, obviously, um, it does feel like uh, an extension of Final Fight more than one of the Konami beat ups which do have their own sort of unique feel, just as Sega's beat ups have theirs. Yeah. You know? And I felt like Konami's manages to not copy... Uh, Capcom style completely, you know, like if you've played Vendetta and Turtles and Violent uh, uh, Crime Fighters and that, you know, you'll know that they have a different, mainly in grapples and that, and the combinations you have, you know, generally in a Konami beat em up, you use more than one basic attack button, you'll have two or three, uh, and you, it'll be a bit more like a, what you do in Double Dragon in some ways, you know, like a, maybe a, a middle ground between uh, a Capcom beat em up and a Technos beat em up, you know. It's a, uh, no, you're right, it is, it's a, uh... Feels very much like a typical Capcom Final Fight 2, basically, yeah, like an arcade version of what well Final Fight 2 could have been. Well, it, when we're talking about the game as well, though, isn't it? Don't you think it feels like the template is so close? I mean, the thing about Violent Storm is, or well, we'll get into the humour in a second, but the actual template, when you play the game, it does feel so much like Final Fight that it's almost, I hate to say a rip-off because it's such a great game in its own right. But what they've done is, to me, they've took Final Fight... And then they've literally built on it in every way they possibly can. I mean, they've balanced it better because it's a little bit more uh, fun than Final Fight, not just with the humour, but they've um, they've just it's not it's not hard in the in like the places that Final Fight was for the wrong reasons, you know. I mean, you've got a nice overall balance, so it could have it could have easily been Final Fight too. I think if it'd been yeah. a, a, a Capcom uh, fighting get a big up. No, absolutely. It it feels too similar to Final Fight. You can tell. Konami's been looking and thinking, oh, well, we want to make our own Final Fight, basically. Yeah. And then we're talking, was it three years after, or four years after Final Fight? Well, four years after Final Fight, but uh, two years after Vendetta, which the interesting um, rumour going around the internet is that Violent Storm is actually the third part of a trilogy, uh, the Crime Fighters trilogy, because obviously the game Crime Fighters, which came out in 89, um, it's a mixed bag. I mean, there's several different versions of Crime Fighters. We'll not spend too much time talking about these, but they are a little bit relevant to, to this story. Um, 
Cloud Fighters came out in a two and four player version, and they have some big differences between them. But then you've got Vendetta, which uh, which I always knew that game as Vendetta, but we found out a bit later on that uh, the Japanese version is actually Crime Fighters Two. And those two games do feel close. Like uh, Vendetta feels like a much more refined version of Crime Fighters, doesn't it? Because yeah. Crime Fighters are so rough around the edges. Um, but Violent Storm is often considered Crime Fighters Three. And I mean, yeah, I mean, as far as like an uh, a beat 'em up that doesn't have any link or connection to a property, an existing property like comics, like we said, cartoons, uh, you could maybe assume it is the third party, a uh, third part of a trilogy. But I can't find any element of Violent Storm that really links links those. And, and links there's nothing. Those two games. There's nothing really in the game from what I've seen from multiple playthroughs that suggests that it is you know what a part of a trilogy yeah, or linked to Crime yeah. Fighters of Endeavor. And it does in feel different enough to be its own thing. You know, I mean to be fair as well, Crime Fighters One and Two, uh, they are two te- se- uh, separate stories with two different sets of characters. Yeah. There's no, there is one or two enemies that do overlap in the game, which uh, one day we might get into, which will be an interesting story. But generally speaking, uh, the two games are not really related, um, and it's obviously the same does apply for Violent Storm. But like I said previously, it plays so differently from any other uh, Konami uh, exclusive beat 'em up that. Uh, it, it, to me, it, it's its own thing. It's its own. It's its own thing, and uh, and it's all the better for us. Apologies if you can hear some uh, fan audio on the track there. My laptop's actually kicking the fanning, so it's that hot today. Especially yeah, in I this think room. that's why we chose a, a game that we might be a wrap a little bit sooner than some of them because we're, we're trying a different uh, trying a different formula, do not we? Yeah, yeah. One that involves getting done a bit quicker, so don't melt and die of yeah. over. We're sitting here topless if that does it for you, but you know, just, <laughs> just you know. It's probably good that we're not doing video at the moment. Yeah, probably best. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so Violent Storm. I mean, for anyone who hasn't played it, probably quite a lot of people, I imagine, don't even know about this game. I because... don't. You know, it's it's not very obscure. I mean, we've definitely seen it at least one arcade. I think I might have seen it in South Shields as well. Yeah, so I might have seen it in two cabs. I've, so although I think I've I only ever seen it once myself. I, I wouldn't consider it up there with Final Fight as in like pretty much every arcade back in the day would have had a copy. You've got to remember one other thing by nineteen ninety three. Scroll and beat mups were were they had to be really spectacular to ever have a chance. And I mean, I'm not saying Violent Storm wasn't, but you really had to have a massive gimmick. You know, what I mean, obviously some of Capcom's stuff like Alien versus Predator had that license yeah. by 1993, 94. So you know, um, I think Violent Storm would have probably done way better if it did have a vi- have a license linked to it of some sort. You know, um, obviously I mean, again like off a phone mentioned. Um, the uh, X-Men cabinet, you know, which came out, would that be 94, I think? As I think well? it Maybe was, I, yeah. Maybe 93 even. But, I mean, it had a massive gimmick in that the cabinet itself was like a, a five-player cabinet. Was it not six? It might have been six, actually, might it? I think it was six. I think it was a six-player cabinet. And you know what it is? I think you could get it in several variations anyway, so you could probably More have likely, three, four, yeah. and five anyway. And I remember it was a very beast. It was huge, oh, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, well... There's a replica in it. We've got a replica of that now as well. You can get that. Yeah. So that's out there. But that, again, you've got the license as well, though, man. So you're playing a game with it's got the same uh, engine and style, pretty much, of like the Turtles games, the two Turtles arcade games. And then you've also got like the license of, of, of a great Marvel license as well. So um, something Violent Storm didn't have. But uh, but the thing is, it has got a great cast of characters in it, in its three playable characters and its uh, cast of enemies and bosses as well. So uh, it doesn't fall down on those fronts. Nah. Now, Tim, I mean, the game itself, like I says, as per the hardware, it's a very colourful, great-looking game, massive sprites, yeah. you know, po- probably potentially a little bit bigger than likes of Final Fight sprites yeah. and that. But like I say, we are talking a few years later. Audio is absolutely out of this world in terms of like the songs and everything. Um, it's When you play the game, it's it plays like Final Fight, doesn't it? Yeah, it's if just... you played Final Fight, you'd easily pick up this game. But the great thing about Violent Storm is... Um, it is slightly more complex. I mean, only slightly in it. I mean, yeah, there's you know, probably probably one or two additional moves. I, I mean, we always will always mention probably one of our granddaddies of beat ups, and that's going to be Street Rage Two and the Mega Drive. And it's not even now Street Rage Two came at ninety two, if you remember as well, so a yeah. bit earlier. And it's not even as complex as that game. I mean, Street Rage Two was leaps and bounds over the first game, and leaps and bounds over Final Fight. In fact, in the uh, repertoire of moves that the characters have, and. Uh, Obviously, how different the, the characters play to each other as well. I mean, probably one of the first characters in the beat them up that had an automatic sort of dash attack in, in Max, other than like Golden Axe's running attacks, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, because normally characters just didn't have that. It was very rare to have a dash move by 1992. And funny enough, uh, Violent Storm, 
Um, it, in its basis level, doesn't either, apart from like the odd two, odd couple of moves here and there that do uh, work in the same way as uh, Max's dash. But uh, but it doesn't have as many different styles of moves. I mean, you can do pretty well in Violent Storm just by button mashing. Which, to be fair, we've just we've just done today and we're quite enjoyed because uh, it's it keeps its combat pretty simple. But there is a lot of more of uh, directional based attacks as well. So holding a direction with the joystick like up or down and pressing jump or attack can uh, give you a, a different move. Maybe like a quick elbow strike or just like a um, a headbutt or something. You know, just yeah. something just out of the blue. But to be quite honest, after playing it again, you don't really. Pardon, mate, you don't really need them. You're it's, quite happy just bashing your way through it, aren't you? It is. It's it's very much. I mean, I I've played it. I think for, this is the third time just now when we've played it in two player and recorded the video. It's uh, it's probably the third time I've played through it this week, and you know it's it's good to come back to every now and again. Um, but as as with most beat 'em ups, it suffers from the same issue, and that's it. Just turns into mashing the buttons mindlessly. Yeah, um, because it's got a fairly limited combat system as well, after about halfway through the game, you are going to start to feel like a little bit of uh, repetition, which, I mean, is affected just about all of them. Every beat them up going. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, there's only some of the later stuff, like the Dungeons and Dragons games, where they had such complex uh, combat systems that you ended up with something where you... And obviously the game, the games themselves like, had very different scenes and different sort of play styles. Uh, you know where obviously Violent Storm does stick to like a simple side scroll and there's no there isn't even any bonus stages so that was one one little step back from Final Fight there and that you don't even have that to break it up but uh, like I say is a is a is a simple and fun beat them up though I mean it, it's always been a great one like for me it is yeah it's a good game I mean uh, the the characters as well so you've got three playable characters you you've got is it Weird Boris and Kyle, and Kyle yeah yeah. And they're all... They follow the trope, don't they? They do, they follow the exact tropes, yeah. So you've got Weird, who's like your middle ground character, who's, yeah. you know, fairly quick, fairly powerful. Boris is your hair guard, basically. Yeah, Boris is your, yeah, your big, Kyle's powerful your guy. guy. Yeah, and Kyle's like faster, but not as powerful, that kind of thing. So it's just, it's the usual expectation. You, you see what you expect to see with a typical beat them up. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's a good game. It's a it's a better than average beat them up Yeah. Know? Um, and I was surprised when I first played it there because it does, like I've just previously mentioned, it does stick so closely to the tropes that it's surprising. I mean, there's an enemy in there called Hogan, and this guy is literally Hollywood from Fan Fight, and that the guy runs on screen, chucks a bomb at you, and then runs off, and if you hit him once, yeah. he dies. So it's like, wow, you know, what I mean, is this is this not actually Final Fight Two? You know, what I mean, you, you've you've actually got that. You've got the enemy who does that. You know, which I thought. Was, what a little nod! What another little uh, nod back to final fight, like. There isn't one, no, isn't it? Is it Drigger? I think he's who's got the boss. chains and no, sorry, the the guy has got the chains and that. He just reminds us of like uh, excellent, excellent uh, slash, I, yeah, cross, uh, crossbones and that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you've got Spike. I mean, Spike is sort of this game's and Andrea in it. Yeah, you've got seven of them. They're like big and you should take a little bit more health. So the strongest of them are almost like a middle boss because. Uh, uh, Van Storm doesn't have true middle bosses. Um, I mean, there is one or two characters later on. We know, like who, who do sort of take that role. But generally speaking, though, um, th there's no true like middle boss battles, you know. Um, but I said the cast of enemies is is just it's funny. I mean, and again, they've got a little bit of humour about them as well. I mean, they um, they all have their own basic move sets, you know, and they, they get more powerful. You've got one of my favourite characters is an enemy called Lollipop, who's like a big fat guy who doesn't run at you like Bilbo. Uh, or Big Ben, <laughs> but he does um, belly flop here, which I think is way funnier, really, especially when you look at the guy and he's got, I don't know, it looks like he's stepped like, out of a Hawaiian circus or something. Um, and again, just like a lot of character for these these unusual strange looking he's, enemies. He's absolutely know? huge, though, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's, a, he's just a, a big gelatinous mess, basically. It's, it's qu he's quite funny to look at. He's, um, he's a, a humorful, humorous character. Yeah. Is humorful a word? <laughs> Can be now. But, um, the levels, you know, we won't. We're not going to go and break down every individual level like we have been in the past. It's the levels. There's a couple of highlights. Um, you know, the first level, you you basically start off in the city streets, fighting yeah. the typical. It's what you enemies, yeah. what you see in Final Fight Street Two. nothing too unusual. Um, you know, the 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 level itself pretty simple. The bosses levels a character called uh, Devel or Dabel, depending on how you pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, he he's good, isn't he? He, he's bursts, quite cool. he doesn't a bobo. Uh, he doesn't a bobo. Smashes through the brick wall, and then uh, he's basically got like a big, was it like a club with spikes on it? And he thinks he's basically Jason Voorhees from the second Friday Thirteenth movie. You know I, I mean? wearing a Peter bag over his head. Yeah, yeah. and he, he, I mean, you know, again, and he, in an, in and of himself, he's not that 
unusual because we've seen this type of character many many times before but it's a fun battle you know and uh, when you do kill him if you kill him in certain ways he actually drops his mask he's a really ugly guy underneath you pick up the mask and you get like a big point bonus which again reminds us a little elements of final fight like eddie a on level three when you can pick up his chewing gum or not yeah so you know you see the i i wonder if there was probably at least one of the developers was from capcom at that time um level two level two is probably <clears throat> Probably the, the, be, the best level. I, yeah, I think the runaway train. Yeah, runaway train. And it, it yeah. looks great because it's made. It's it's like the style of it is like a old sort of Wild West train. You know, it's not like in the Final Fight train. You know, like a subway train, and uh, it's comical because you've got like pigs hobos, and that. Yeah, yeah hobos, and, hobos which you can knock off the back of the trains and that. <laughs> uh, it's just little graphical gags like um, like bugs that if you jump up and kick them and stuff, they'll blind the goons for a few seconds and that. A little bit like the paper, the, the, the pepper shakers from Street to Rage, you know, where they would stun an enemy for a little while. Um, the pigs and that, when you, you hit the pigs and some of them are running around and they'll leave behind um, pigskin footballs for you to pick uh, up and bounce about. Some very creative weapons, which we'll get them in a sec. The boss of this level is Joe, and Joe is a ticket collector, which is unusual. And so may I see your ticket? Comes out with a massive, like, cattle prod ticket. Well, you know, he starts off. He starts off with a little ticket, ticket stamper, eye. ticket punch. And he pulls out. Yeah, a, I, then he pulls out a big electrical tongs, tong thing. I that looks like a very big. Doesn't ticket he look punch. human? I mean, is he even like a troll or something like that. No, but he's a uh, crazy guy. Half, half the cat, the enemies don't look human, if I'm honest. Another good battle. Um, the level three is actually one of my best. I mean, it, it's in a. You're in like a tavern area. You know, it's outdoors as well for a lot of it. So you're. Um, you just, again, you run along a street. Looks like there's a party going on. And that, uh, ends up in a bar. So. It almost mirrors a little bit of Final Fights level three, you know. And yeah. funny enough, the uh, the boss of this level as well is it takes place in a cage, you know, a Final Fights midpoint battle did, uh, you know, and here you fight a, a big wrestler called Trigger, and he's probably one of my favourite bosses actually. Just uh, cool he's, as well. it's, he's not he's not too difficult either. He's he's not, he's not frustrating. Type, he looks like a typical eighties wrestler. It, well, he looks yeah. like a goofy version of like the Aberdeen. Oh, right. <laughs> right. so again, there's the a humour in it, you know. I mean, yeah. Uh, what a great, but I said possibly my favourite boss actually, just because he looks so uh, outlandish. Um, level four, level four is the furnace, and the furnace is there. It's it's the most boring. It's the typical yeah. industrial level well, again, from like Street yeah. to Rage and things well, like that. Well, again, what we'll go back there, we'll look at the the industrial levels in Street to Rage games. Yeah. We'll look at Fan Fights level four. You know, again, level four, to level four it does seem like they're trying to mirror Fan Fight. There's a in place of like uh, the fire in the floor that you get in Final Fight. This time you've got like uh, melting melting rivers of uh, lava, you know, uh, which run between the grates. So you've just got to be careful of things like that. So a few traps now. The boss on this level is Dal Dalton, isn't it Dalton? Um, Dalton, was that right? Dalton, have we got that right? Yeah, let's have a look now. We're just going to check. We've got our notes in front of us. Doyle, sorry. Doyle. 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 <laughs> And uh, to me, he's just, to me, this guy, he's one of the most annoying. He's uh, he, he comes across more as like uh, Jet from Street Rage 2 on steroids or the Jet from Street oh, Rage yeah, 3. Uh, he's, basically, he's basically wearing the, um, you know, the aliens, power suit, from, the aliens, power suit yeah. from Aliens, but he can fly as well. And he, he, he does loads of damage. He's all out of place. He can't get a hold of him. All he's right. just a nightmare. Uh, he's one of the frustrating bosses, unfortunately. One but other thing we like about the bosses in this game, well, nearly all of them, not every one of them, but nearly all of them, when they die, they have like a little gimmicky, sort, yeah, uh, gimmicky end. I mean, uh, Debell is probably about the only one that didn't, but even then he, he leaves behind his mask. So, his mask yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Joe from the second level ends up flying off the back of the train. Doyle, uh, sorry, uh, Drigger didn't either, really. Drigger no, just, just dies, yeah. Doyle uh, actually um, is probably the most outlandish, really, of them all. Or, or at least so, what, uh, in the top three. In the top three. screaming that he's, um, he's machines frozen and, and he explodes and, he and whatnot. And ends up in the lava in the background and that creates explosion. So, you know, you, you get these little sort of, this is before real cutscenes, you know, so it's still cool that they do this. Um, level five or level five. Level five, I love the music. And level five, the garden, the botanic garden. Yeah, um, this level's not bad. It's, yeah, um, it's a different pace of scenery as well. Um, but I mean, by now you're pretty much facing the same kind of enemies you've been facing all the time. But uh, it, it's a nice look, nice pace, a change of pace with the level. Boss of this level is 
Julius Justice. Yeah, is it basically you come across a statue of Julius? It's like Julius Caesar. Basically. Yeah, he thinks he is anyway. Yeah. yeah, and then he, um, he flexes his muscles, doesn't he? How he comes to life, and then he starts flexing his muscles at you and beating yeah. you up. But um, you know, again, in with the comedy of the game, it, it's it's a funny boss fight, he, and he's not difficult to take down. He's not. Either, he's quite he? easy. This guy, when he dies, when he turns back on the statue, and then he explodes, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he uh, he's got his little gimmick and all that. But it's a, it's, a, it's a good fight. But but the next one, I would say, the next guy is probably the most. Um, Cheapest of them all. Oh right? God, yeah. And that is uh, well, well, we end Total up in a beer one. area. In the beer area again. I mean, that reminds us of a beer area from Vendetta, actually, because that's got a penultimate level that's like that as well. It? Well, it's almost like the um, Street of Age three level one, isn't it? Where you're going along and you've yeah, got the, the piers uh, boats and that, yeah, that, 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 yeah. that's it. Right, where you fight uh, Ash. Can't wait to talk about Ash one day. Like, definitely. yeah, I think we should make a whole podcast about Ash, but we'll keep that for we'll keep <laughs> we'll keep for now. Uh, Maybe a short one. I don't know. I'll try and make it as long as I can. I've I've done playthroughs. I can remember. Right. Um, <laughs> But uh, anyway, boss, this level is Sledge, and he's an unusual-looking one because it looks like he's deleted. I, I don't know what the law of Van Somme is because we haven't looked too deep into... We know the story of the game now, but we haven't looked too deep into the um, any of the law behind the individual characters, if there is no. even any. But this guy looks like he's trying to be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. He does, he's yeah. Clearly he's clearly a man. Like, he's got, like, pans or shields uh, or something, hasn't he? He shells and shields and that, and then he's got, like, a bandana over his face and that, you know? Yeah. Aye. So he's, he's not... Um, He's quite looking, but he, he deflects a lot of your shots and that, and he's bouncing all over the place and teleporting. So. Do you know what I've just thought before we, we go on to the final level? Yeah, story. Uh, uh, Glenn's mouthing the word story as I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, but it's, I'll tell you what, it's well, such a small I reckon, story. I reckon now, since we've got, we're nearly there, which we'll finish the description of the levels now and tell the story. The story's so. But and we, I don't want to say bland because it sounds like we're insulting the game, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's exactly what you expect it to be, but we'll get to it in a second. Yeah. I think we'll probably have done this right by just telling you the level first because we do not want to switch uh, off. To be fair, if I tell you the story, it won't make any sense of, of the enemies in the bosses. In fact, anyway. I tell you what, right? Just go back and read the manual for Double Dragon or Final Fight or Street. Oh, I Double Dragon or Final Fight. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah, there's yeah, this big it literally one. is. Nuclear, yeah. nuclear war. Yeah. Um, I, Which is Double Dragon. I, it's, um, it's the aftermath and, yeah, it's like gangs leading the streets and stuff like that. There you go. Same old story. Ah, and then the kidnap Sheena, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's a song about that, kidnapped. which I'm not about to sing because I don't know all the lyrics, but there is a song. <laughs> but that's it. And then the, the Geld gang, which is what they are, um, they kidnap this bird and they take her away, and then you have to go and get her back. And that's exactly what she you just finished our daily shop as well, and she was on her way back across the street and she got kidnapped by. Wasn't Jessica in Firefly, though? Probably. Ma- yeah. yeah, what's stopping? What's in Marion wasn't? She didn't have any handbags about. Aye, that's I true. I think she didn't have no with her, but I mean, I think she probably was doing the same. There's thing. a lesson to be learned here for women. Don't go shopping. Definitely not in the 80s or early 90s. Uh, and definitely not after there's now, been right? nuclear conflict. Definitely not. But the last level, um, in the last level, you're fighting against, uh, well, we'll not spoil too much for it, but yeah, Lord Geld's Museum, basically. And Lord Geld is the big cheese of the of the story. Uh, this is actually a really cool looking level because it, it does have a great use of colour. Tons of different destructibles. I mean, uh, obviously, Violent Storm does use that little trope as well, like the the, the previously mentioned games. Where you've got tons of receptacles to destroy, like beans and pot plants and Christ and people, yeah, and pigs. Oh yeah, and like I... pretty much honestly stuff you wouldn't expect as well. This level is chock full of it, but um, nothing you haven't really seen before as far as enemies go. But you do fight a character called Red Freddy here, which is Gel's right hand man. The irony being that Red Freddy is actually green, so I never really worked that one out. He's got red hair. Called, well, she's got yellow hair with He's red highlights. I, I, well, I'd probably still call him Yellow Freddy or Green Freddy. But <laughs> I'd, anyway. I'd call him Red Skinny Blanka. Yeah, yeah, just Google this guy and have a look and just see what you think, but that's what we see anyway. Yeah, Red um, Freddy. He's a rip-off of Blanka. Uh, and but, he's but, all over the shop but a lot skinnier yeah he's, he never stops like he's just crazy like this guy but again you'll knock him can't remember how many speed he just dies as well doesn't he doesn't really do that yeah there was nothing impressive I mean to be honest he's just a cheap frustrating boss again but what happens as soon as you kill him though the screen scrolls a little bit over and then the next thing you realise you're seeing what looks like a purple child in a, a purple <laughs> ten year old sitting on the throne so we're thinking okay one punch and he's out probably a bit like Mr K out of Crackdown but uh he transmutes or transforms. I don't know. I'll try to be cool, but I don't know if I sounded right. He changes anyway into. He transgenders into a um, big giant. He quite possibly. <laughs> it, it, that is possibly what he is. Well, doing. I think it's a girl anyway. When you, like, I think she starts as a girl and then becomes a giant. Sounds like a girl, doesn't he? Yeah. But then right. we'll, we'll never know women. We don't know what the identity. He. Yeah. We don't know what they identify as, do we? 
remember it's post nuclear war, yeah. so it could have been like something to do with like the you know the radio- radiation and that. It could be. It could be like a hermaphrodite. It yeah, quite hermaphrodite. possibly. Yeah. But anyway, he gets really big and angry, and um, he spits. He spits acid at you that sits on the floor Aye. for about thirty seconds. Uh, you get back up and it hits yeah. you again. You fall quite back nasty, out. Like, it's annoying. It's quite cheap. He's as cheap as you'd expect for the last boss and a squalling beat him up in the arcades. Um, but when um, you kill it's, him, a, it's a shit boss in my opinion. Uh, he's not. Uh, he's not like Bowser or anything. No. You know? I mean, Mister X, who's not even that hard, but just. Cool. I think. I think that that whole like the last two bosses there. I honestly think they could have could have done a lot. In better. fact, dare I say, he's not even good as Stouff. St- forced, forced man, Faust, forced. Who's that again? That's a vendetta boss. Oh, course, man. Yeah, I, I, I force. I, he's a good buddy. You fight he him is. a bit because you beat him up a bit, and then he pulls the machine out. Yeah, yeah. And he does a Mister X basically. I, I thought he was just a cool looking character. Well, that's he, the thing you, you used to see in these like phases of like last bosses. I, and, like, he doesn't Def have Ad- that. Does he? Death Adder, you Forced. I, you know, where he he's just like same fight. Till he's dead. Yeah. It's just weird on my. Yeah, there's no like, there's no. He he is my third, first third of my health bar. You can kick the crap out of us. Second third, I'm going to get a little bit tougher. Third bar time, I'm going to get really tough and frustrating. It's just frustrating all the way through, 100%. I'm actually <laughs> surprised in Konami with that aspect because I said, like, they've normally had such great bosses in any of the games. I mean, I'm not just talking about their big mups, obviously, as well, but like, you know, they're. Um, shoot them up like the Parodius series and stuff like that you know and Gradius and that well you, you funny through. you mentioned Parodius Glenn because this is basically a parody of Final Fight so it's that's something stuff, that Konami's yeah. been pretty good at doing aren't they yeah that's what we'll, we'll probably get to in a sec with the humour like because uh, but anyway when you beat uh, Geld he uh, for some reason decides to scream for his mother and jumps out of the back <laughs> yeah, wall and does, dies yeah. um, which is fair enough you know so it's not as dramatic as Belgium getting kicked out of the window and fan fight, but you know it'll do. It'll no, do. but he, it's in fairness, he dies stupidly because he goes and stands next to a really short broken wall, and then just I don't know, tips maybe over, a minor right? gust of wind or something blows him over, and then he screams and dies. If he just lay down the floor, he'd probably survived. He'd be there for violent storm too. Aye, exactly. We've been yeah. it now, but we never will, unfortunately. So, but um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the main, the highlights for me levels probably level two, um. Definitely the best level. I like level three because I love the tune and I love the final boss. I like the music in level three and all. It's cool to listen to as you're yeah, through. So. I, I, like I said, um, I know we repeat, repeated ourselves here, but there was a couple of... Uh, really, all the tunes all the way through were, were pretty good, in yeah. fairness. Um, some were like, exceptional for like the time, you know, for what you're getting. Definitely, for 1993. Yeah. I mean, the soundtrack is very, very... It's perfectly listenable. I mean, you could literally download the soundtrack of... Uh, uh, there'll be there will be a CD out there. There will be a very a very expensive Konami CD soundtrack. It, it, out there it matches game. the look of the game, doesn't it? The, yeah. the, if you you know if you could imagine the 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 sound having a, a you know some sort kind of visual quality, it would be colourful and bouncy. <laughs> that's that's what you could expect. Oh, but, um, doubt. Did you want to get into something about the the comedy well, side? Well, I wanted to mention the comedy side of it because we do definitely have to touch on this. We have touched on throughout the the podcast, but. Um, the thing is, and, and this will tie in, I suppose it will tie in a, a few of the Konami games. I'll avoid the shoot ups because we'll be here all day. But I definitely want to mention, like, obviously, generally, like, uh, again, going back to Crime Fighters, Vendetta, Turtles, you know, uh, Book Your Hair, amongst many others, you know, because there is a lot. Um, they all do have this great humour, uh, usually interactive backgrounds and um, just little side gags, and that's some of the stuff isn't even interactive at all, but just looks funny, you know. I mean, <laughs> Well, uh, Vendetta and uh, Crime Fighters went even a step further by having like uh, stereotypical gear characters in there. Yeah. Uh, which were very, I mean, hopefully don't offend anybody here, but we found them funny. And I mean, obviously, back in the 90s, that was the intention. And bear in mind, this was Japan, you know. But uh, I, I know for the uh, Western markets, those characters were removed. Crime Fighters, too. That was, that was serious that, level three, yeah, wasn't dogs, it? Dogs and that, they were like. Yeah. Like, I, dogs were licking you and humping your yeah, leg and that. Yeah, it was great. That did in both games. The, the, you know, stereotypical gear dude Aye. in like leather humping your leg and that. It's, it's, it's the street to its feet, Ash thing, isn't it? All yeah. But uh, there's nothing like that that doesn't go that. It doesn't try and be that riskier in uh, Violent Storm. I mean, it doesn't need to, you know. But uh, you do get plenty of, of daft little stuff. Like I said, uh, hobos getting knocked out the the back of the train and that. Just the, the general deaths of the enemies. Um, ho- like characters like Hogan, like I says, the guy who runs on the screen and chucks bombs. If you if you um, if his bombs blow him up instead, 
then he's like doing a cartoon sort of impression of a man who got blown up by a bomb and he's all like yeah he's get burnt to cinders and that you know and his hair stood on end and then he disappears and yeah the, the industrial level the industrial level has the the typical um presses that come down and squash you and when they do, you, you're flat on the floor. Yeah, you're flat on the floor. Uh, right? you, you can just see like your eyes sticking it's out. It's not a gory game, you know. I mean, kids can play this. Show. It's it's got that typical cartoon humour, isn't it? Hasn't it? It's um, and it works for the game, you know. It does. Yeah. It's uh, it's a good game, you know, and, and the review will reflect that. But um, is there any? I mean, we haven't touched on the weapons really, have we? There's, there's not loads, though, is there? You've you've got like. You've got your pigskin football. Yeah, I mean, there's more than fine lead fight. pipes. Yeah, fine fight when you have three weapons. I mean, knives, uh, knives. Yeah, and as I say, said the you, pipes. You now. can pick up uh, plant pots and chuck them at other people. Yeah, barrels. Um, so there's a little bit element of double dragon in there because obviously fine fight didn't let you. Or street to rage even didn't let you do that. So it was nice to see they could pick up big, heavy objects and throw them double dragon style as well. So there's a decent variety in the weapons for the time. I mean, nothing majorly stand out, but definitely like very competent for the year you know like i says by 1983 1983 was the the absolute middle middle of all the fighting games you know i mean um people were just not even playing beat ups by then i mean obviously you had to be either konami sega or uh capcom to even have any chance and they were still never going to do as well as the best best fighting games of the day you know nah definitely you know? not there was, 1983 uh... saw super street fighter Turbo, you know, some Street Fighter 2 Turbo and I will, Neo Geo games. I think Crow's Nest alone had about four different Street Fighters 2s in at the time, and that's where everybody seemed to be spending the time. Yeah. Me and you'd be sat Final Fight or Violent Storm or Splathouse uh, or one well, of them. still had the Gold Max Cab as well, I think, at the time. Yeah, they did, I. Still there. Still next next to where Violent Storm was, aye, actually. That's it, aye. No, they were still, still very good at the time. Like. Who's, uh, who's your favourite Boston? Trigger without a doubt. I just thought yeah. he was a cool looking character. I mean, Irony Bean, he hasn't even got a great death scene, but I thought just uh, he's cool and funny and comical. So it's like uh, I'm, I'm quite, uh, I quite like that character. Like, see, I, I like, uh, I like the boss. I like the Bell. If I'm honest, is it? He's easy to kill. Um, so you can but, them, yeah, beat them, I just them beat the crap out of him. I, it's funny as out. Um, yeah. And he's, I think he, when his mask falls off and that, he, he looks like. Hideous underneath, it's great. Well, he's got, has he got horns? He has, but did you not notice as well later on? Um, I think it's like level five or something. You fight mini debels. The basically it's called bull. bull eye. The basically yeah, the that, same. Well, that's what I meant to say. I mean, there was like a sort of mini boss character, but he's not even really that. I mean, it's not like he has like a full bar of health. And he no, takes it's just a normal he enemy. Sort of, he takes a couple of punches. Yeah. And he's on the floor, but yeah, and he, he, he never has a mask. Bull never has a mask guy, but uh, I mean, that's the closest you. Get to like where they would have a palace swap, like Street to Ridge style, where you'd, they didn't reduce a boss character on a later level as a mid boss, you know, who has a bit less health, maybe, you know. But I saw uh, Bull was that, but you couldn't even really call him a, a midway boss. I said that the Spike characters take a bit more of a uh, take more of a, that sort of position because most of them do put a bit more of a fight. You tend to fight two or three at once, now, don't you? Yeah, so, yeah, you do. Even then, there's no, no strictly um, strict boss character, uh, middle boss character in the game, like, I mean. Um, but there is some cool enemies, though. I mean, uh, I like I like Crossbones as you mentioned previously, because he's uh, him and he's uh, he's piping Geiger Death as well. Obviously, Geiger Death's a little bit of a, a Mickey take from Mega Death, you know. Yeah. He comes on Dean headbanging and that, and he's got his uh, his chains and that as well. There's a couple of uh, there's a couple of trivia things in here as well, which were I think I can't remember stole the information from Wikipedia or something like that. But yeah, yeah, there's a couple of like bonus pickups. So there's, I think one of the levels there's a a twin B doll that you can pick up yeah. for bonus points. Yeah. And another one of Konami's obviously yeah, there's properties. Little, yeah, they give you extra. There's there's actually a couple of bonus enemies if you want to if you even bother really because it's just such a small thing. But in two player mode you can fight a a different version of Lollipop called Y Lollipop. It was a yellow version. I mean, not that he's anything special. Just the fact that he just pops up only in two player. And we also noticed a guy called R Spike. So this red spike who looks yeah. just looks meaner as well and tends to take a bit more a bit more damage to take down. So again, a couple of characters you're only fighting two player. Only palette swaps, I mean, don't it have any extra moves or any extra features added to them, but just uh, for for the for spotting little things, you know, little uh, extras. A bit like in Final Fight whereby you'd fight the extra Andrea. You know, you'd fight Uncle Andrea, who was the black one, the the one with the black uh, Leotard, uh, if I remember right, where you normally wouldn't. You only fight the grandpa in blue and uh, father in yellow. Grandpa, but um, yeah, there's um, there's typically some arcade machines to smash in it as well, which is you know I think that's 
Well, no, definitely Penta, Stig's Rage 2. Penta was definitely there. Pe- aye, Penta Rue or something, isn't yeah, it? Or, pen, or it's aye, called. Penta Penguin. Aye. aye, that's it, yeah. So that was... Uh, and there was another game which was smashed through quickly before we realised what it was. But, um, no, nah, it's, it's a good game. But I think I'm ready to do a review, mate, if you are. Yeah, why, well, I definitely. Aye, um, I've got a solid review coming up. I mean, I do have a, I enjoyed this game a lot more back in the day um, than I do now, probably because I've overplayed it this week, in fairness. To be fair as well, I mean, we always did plan this this um, this week's podcast to be a fairly short one, um, obviously even more so with the heat at the minute, like, but we were just going to focus on the single game. Now, before Mark goes into the view, I would like to mention regarding Violent Storm, we can't find, and this is good and bad, I mean, we can't find any sort of... Um, there's definitely no conversions, which we've known that for years. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't come out on any console or any uh, other hardware even. But uh, And there's no sequels. Uh, and, and as far as I know, there isn't even any other link um, from any other Konami games that actually have any connection to, to Violent Storm, uh, like later games. I, I mean, there may be, but I've never seen any. But also, the, 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 the one thing which is a little bit sad, if you want to say, because it won't be forever... But is that it doesn't seem to have um, like an official download available anywhere at the minute as well. So uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, emphasis on the one-up cabinets, as many people know now, and the Turtles games have been been released. And uh, for Sega, Sega's had the gold, the Gold Max games, amongst others, released. Yeah. And we've never. I mean, me and Mark would love to see like a maybe a, a Konami beat 'em up trilogy. Now it might be a bit difficult to get some of those games. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the six-player. Uh, X-Men cabinet is does exist. I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Like as a as a one up or, or as one of those companies. Um, so there is some licensing going on there between maybe, Konami yeah. and the companies. So somebody somewhere feels it justifies well, releasing the turtles and that. So. That's it. Well, that's what I was, I was saying. There's a turtles uh, cabinet, you know. So that this bear in mind you've you've got to get multiple um multiple rights holders here to agree to agree to this uh to, to these cabinets or so Konami and possibly Mirage Comics or whoever's in charge of uh, Turtles right now would have been uh, who would have given yeah, the go ahead for that is it not Nickelodeon or something that still quite, holds quite the possibly, rights quite possibly but uh, I said but, but regarding uh, Van Storm I'm just very surprised that it doesn't seem to have been any official release not even an official release from Hamster Corp which tend to uh, release even more obscure games than this you know yeah. but, but, unless again there is some sort of a um, some some red tape as far as releasing of course but anyway on the review yeah I did a quick google and nothing showed up to buy Violent Storm yeah. so as far as I'm aware the only way to play this is emulate or, or, the PCB. or the PCB yeah, yeah. So if you're a collector obviously these PCBs are geared and not cheap now but you will find Violent Storm PCBs on eBay they're not super rare they're just going up and up in price that's all but for those who like to use an original cabinet or even uh, the old super gun systems that uh, some of us have owned then uh, it's a great PCB to own. But like I say, generally speaking, most people are just going to meme it. So for me, Glenn, um, review-wise, it's it's a shorter game than Final Fight, so it clocks in about 32 minutes. But it's a, it, the, the length of it is perfect. It is. It's more perfect than Final Fight, but I, Final Fight feels a bit long. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, it was probably 5-10 minutes too long for me. Um, I'm more of a Double Dragon, Golden Axe kind of guy. Just like, a quick, length, yeah. Yeah, just yeah a like 15-minute blast yeah. on an arcade mm-hmm. machine. Um, but still, I mean, it, it just it suffers from the typical beat em up thing where there's nothing keeping you engaged. You just end up getting to the point where you're tapping buttons. You can't really, can't really knock points off for that because it's what you expect this day yeah. and age. In terms of presentation wise, it's a beautiful looking game. Really good audio. All the sound effects and that are fantastic. The the um, voice samples really good and everything. In the context of an arcade game, it just does again like we've mentioned several times before. But it does everything it should do. And it hits the spots for that, you know. Like it's not too. The fighting system isn't too complex. Um, it doesn't need to be, you know. It keeps it simple. So I mean, um, as I said, it is a maximum three-player game, and also if you've got yeah, three years around this cabinet, you know that can be can be great fun, you know. But it's just as fun with one or two players. Well, look, I, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go in with a seven and a half on this one. Yeah. And I think I think that's fair, um, you know, because there was this beat ups to me that would score much higher. But this is a good beat up. I'd recommend playing it. Um, what do you reckon, Glenn? Well, um, like I say, it, it's still actually one of my favourite arcade scroll and beat ups. I mean, it's not my actual favourite, but still in my top five, just because it's um, it just ticks all the boxes, all the right boxes. It doesn't it doesn't go over the top. I mean, there's other arcade games we will touch on in the future that just blows away even now and blows away then, which are actually older than Violent Storm. But so it doesn't blow away as much as them, but. 
um, between the great music and the visuals and that and just the, the, the pretty sharp playability and that I'm quite happy to give Vinestorm 8.5 uh, to see cool. I mean I remember first seeing it and just loving it and uh, and I still do as I said, it's a, the thing is I know that I still like the game because it's not painful to play now for me still not painful to play but as Mark says though, it does like any longer beat up like any beat up that generally lasts long than half an hour you do tend to start there. You know, you're like right. You're like, you're waiting for the end. I mean, even the best beat 'em ups. I mean, I mean, dare I say, even the standard Street Rage Two. I'm like, wait, I'm done now. I want to finish. Uh, uh, Undercover Cops, which is another great game. I like you know, but you're like wait, and that's got like lots of varying uh, variety of you know, enemies and its its level styles and stuff and weapons. But even then, you're like wait. After about half an hour, you're ready to just switch off. So um, again, but uh, so for me, I mean, I think eight point five more than solid and. Uh, as I say, it's a, it's a game that it has a has great memories for me. I was going to ask you what you would recommend, Glenn, but you've probably just mentioned a couple there. That yeah, well, as uh, well, if I always I'll always mention, well, I always recommend one scroll and big mutton. That is always going to be Golden Axe Revenge Death Adder because it's just like yeah, again, the best for me. <laughs> we'll we'll have to do that one soon. Yeah. The um, we've got just to, just to clue everyone in, we've got one more episode that's going to be in this format. Then we've got a special episode set up for episode 10. And then we're doing a few changes here and there um, with artwork and other stuff and potentially additional video of me and Glenn in on YouTube and stuff like that. I'm still working out the kinks. You know, we're only eight episodes in. We're a young podcast. We're, we're still trying to find our feet. We want to make sure that we can hold your interest as well. I mean, so if it means making the uh, making the actual content a little bit shorter, but maybe more uh, direct and more... more linked to what we're, we want to talk about as opposed to going off on a tangent because I know I'm likely to do that but sometimes well occasionally we'll mention other games as well or similar games yeah. and the next thing you know we're talking about those games as well but I'll try and always keep it on on fact where possible it's you know? tr- yeah I think the balance is trying to hold it as more of an opinion piece as well as a bit factual and not be overly factual yeah. with no opinion you know it's like because it just gets boring and I think people switch off but Look, feel free to drop us a comment and yeah, tell and us what you, we're doing yeah, wrong. Yeah, you might prefer one way or the other, you know. Yeah, because uh, we'd love feedback and, you know, to be honest, we'd love to boost the uh, the ratings and listeners and whatnot. So the only way we're ever going to know is, is by you guys getting in touch and letting us know. And give us an idea about what game you'd like for us to do next, yeah, just in case, because we'd love to have a bit of feedback on that as well. I'd like to get to the point where I've got enough people where I can put polls on every week on, like, Spotify or wherever, you know, yeah. so people can actually choose... Um, but no, we we'll hope to get to that at some point. But we'll uh, we will bugger off now, mate, and we'll record yeah, you next one. I think so. Yeah. So thank you very much, Enjoy everyone, for listening. Yeah, you. and uh, like I say, please subscribe. Please drop us a like. Drop us a comment. Um, enjoy your weekend or whenever you listen to this, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye bye. Bye now. <laughs>